Hello and welcome back to another Fantasy Take TV podcast. This time it's another live edition. After round 14, we're heading into the last buy round, which uh, is good. It's been like it's going forever. There's obviously four of them this year and a few people might struggle this week, but we'll obviously talk a bit more over that uh, before we get into the the real gist of the rundown, boys. Just quick, how are we, I guess, while people jump into the live one. George, what's been happening with you, mate? Um, looking at my super coach team and crying a little bit. Uh, yeah, not, not too great in the super coach front anyway. Um, how about yourself? Yeah, not bad, mate. Uh, started playing basketball again last night, actually getting back into some sport with a few oh, mates. One, which, uh, one Nuggets championship and all. Yeah, no, just Kobe just out in the, the corner of that. <laughs> no, that was planned for a couple of months, but just, uh, wait till the season ended or whatever. But yeah, going, um. Went all right, man. I haven't run up and down a court in a while, so a bit sore than I expected to be today. But did you got the win? The, um, which was uh, did, did you drop the MJ comeback letter in the group chat with the boys? No, no. I, did. no. I mean, we're all on the comeback. To be fair, I haven't played in a while, but that's uh, good. JD, what about yourself, mate? What have you been up to? Well, um, for those that are following my cake Twitter, um, had my, my kid's birthday on the weekend, so a bit of cake baking. Um, fantasy team's going well, super coach not as much. But before we um, jumped in, I actually had a couple of questions for you too. Um, George, is it true that you are happy doing live video uh, because you don't want to edit anymore, but you have no actual interest in engaging with anyone that chats? True or false? <laughs> Well, I've never been a big fan of live anyway, but uh, yeah, considering it takes four hours to render a video and <laughs> now like the frame glitches when I'm trying to edit, so I can skip that now. So look, I'm all for it. Uh, and then Eno, I personally have been enjoying um, uh, the buys because with less games, it means we've got more time to focus on the MRO and the tribunal each week, which is a favorite pastime of mine. And I know you love it as well. Um, I was just wondering- started- though, I was I was wondering if if uh, if I promised you there's no more MROs for the rest of the year, no tribunals, would you trade Zebel into your team? Yes, I actually would, and that says a lot. <laughs> That's a lesser two evils. That okay, says good a to know. lot. Good to know. It's just all so right. much more like all the footy show. I mean, I don't watch them. I've gone away from watching them more and more as I don't know if years have gone by. But every time I might tune into one now, it's like. I seem to be tuning into the MRO talk section, but I feel like it just must always be because it's just so many, of course. And less is talked about the footy, which is what, you know, that's what I care about, the actual game and, um, you know, how teams are playing, what, you know, different tactics happen on. But anyway, we'll, we'll jump into um, the rundown, I guess, a few people jumping in. So that's good. Um, yeah, so today's agenda, what have we got? Obviously, MVP and Fault, how all us boys went. Uh, some news, there's... Uh, a bit of news tracking about. Obviously, we know some more injury news on a Tuesday, which is always good. Um, you know, to get the podcast out and get our opinions. Obviously, some upgrades and downgrades. What we can see coming off into the last buy. Um, <laughs> captains, <laughs> and then we'll do some Q and A or something at the end. Um, see what we see what we got in store. But yeah, as always, George, how did you uh, go this mate uh, this week, mate? And who's your MVP and fault? Oh, where do I start? Um, so this <laughs> I week, might be able to rank, guess one, but... <laughs> uh, ranked 3.1K, big drop this week, 1.9 to 3.1K, uh, 18.78 this week, no trades. Uh, cop the 
donuts. Um, had a way to get out of it, but I don't have many trades, so I thought I'd hold, and it's probably the right call. Although, I guess just leave it a bit of trade, get four scores from a premium, but can't really do that. Um, MVP of the week. Uh, I don't have my team up, but MVP was Dunkley because everyone captained him and we got that score, which was great. Didn't lose or gain anything there. Fault of the week. Um, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say <laughs> O'Sheen Mullen for <laughs> not playing. A rookie who got injured who wasn't expected to play anyway was more of a fault than a primo that can barely walk. He can't do it, George. I don't he know what primo you're talking about. So. <laughs> I'll tell you what, he must have been flying around a bit because the, the jet fuel has definitely melted those steel beams. <laughs> right, well, I'm not talking about steel today, so you guys can chat amongst yourself when we get to that, and that's that. Uh, yeah, right. So trade to me last week were um, uh, Weddle out to Melican and uh, Sharp out to, to Buller to get myself up to 19 um, and then get me into a position to start bringing in some of the primos off the buy this week. Um, I think I'm going to give my negative three to Horse Longmire because for a second week in a row, I've got no idea what his game plan is or how he's moving around players. Now, Sheldrick is someone I own fantasy. Don't own Super Coach. Some some geniuses brought him in. But how that man only got 55% time on ground, despite basically being the game winner in the third quarter, I don't know. Jack Buller got played as a stay-at-home forward. Does not suit him at all. Like, it feels like they didn't watch the VFL game or, like, any of his highlight tape. I, I got no idea what that was. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to give, or at least Gordon was back in the right, the right role. And I, I, to be honest, I don't really have any premiums to give it to. They all went kind of, um, hundred plus the only, the only ones in the nineties were like Stuart and, uh, Marshall. They're not really deserving of a, of a negative three and plus three. Um, I mean, just someone's got to give it to the bond, right? Just phenomenal again. Um, just so good. So yeah, yeah. I mean, can't praise them enough. Just wish I'd had the captain on him rather than taking Dunkley's 137. Not very often that you get punished for it, but this is one of those weeks. Yeah. What about yourself, Eno? Oh, wait, rank. Um, uh, what was my score? Like 1964, I dropped to just inside the top 400. So I've had a few weeks going backwards in a row now. Yeah. Yeah, Bont, luckily, I think it was only 8% captained him in the top 1% in the end because Dunks was just so popular, which makes sense. So... The ones that probably got bont probably went a different round to Dunkley, so they sometimes you you get lucky by going the the, the silly route. But for me, uh, scored two thousand one, so just over two k. Um, trades were you know when you look at it, one trade was Tim English to Nasai Wanganee Miller. It looks very very stupid, which it still probably might be, uh, and more likely to be than not, I would say. But, um, you know, sitting at 1,000 rank, I'm sort of, you know, in past years, I just played safe the whole year through. And this year, I thought, why why not take a bit of a, a left field move to try and get up into the top two or 300? Because, you know, what's 1K to 2K to me? It doesn't really mm. matter. Um, so, Briggsy obviously got absolutely flying. Um, I think he's averaging 115 now from his five games. Look, Rowan would obviously would be the one I would prefer to trade out, but with the buys, it doesn't didn't work. So uh, there's still a way for me to get him back to, to English. Uh, 
but that would obviously require me to trade Sicily, which I might end up doing. So, oh yeah, well that all went pair. You know, Sicily, Sicily didn't so, get off. Didn't expect him to, but just quickly, yeah. would you go Marshall over Marshall out over Briggs later to get English? Yeah, the, the cash just might make it that because I mean Briggs he might still go and go, and I guess so. In two weeks' time, I can look at that, but um. I guess a big point, not just for me, but for all of us, uh, with MJ and Ford not making as much as we thought, that kind of, uh, you know, stuffed me up a bit too. Because you know, if I got an extra sixty k out of them, I might have been able to get, you know, my plan to work. But that, you know, them both dropping thirties hurt a bit. So, look, I spoke a lot about it, more about it on my video, what I'm thinking. So I won't go too much into it here. Um, we'll just get into the topics. But yeah, sit at nine eightieth now, I think. So yeah, uh, I mean. It depends with Clary, which I guess we'll get to the news because he was the one that was going to come in. So I guess we'll wait and see what happens there because at this stage we don't really know. Um, MVP, I'll give it to Neil. No one gave it to Neil, right? So, I mean, he, you know, he's fairly owned now, I think, just due to the buys and he's been, you know, probably the best option in the midfield coming off the buy. But huge game from him. I think that's the best he's looked all year, even though he had a huge score against North uh, a couple months ago. I still think that's as, as good as he's looked. So... Uh, happy with him. And then the fault, uh, be stiff to give it to Nasai, but 59 on debut doesn't doesn't help. Maybe so wrong. Yeah, it hasn't been great since bringing him in. So um, a lot of hack kicks, pretty poor disposal. Uh, and uh, scored, what, just 100 just in the night, in an 80. So hasn't been too great of a trade-in thus far, but uh, I still think with Shrek back, he might be able to improve. So, uh, yeah, let's move on to, to the news. Um Clary, I just mentioned it, boys. Um, somehow, Jade, I know you've held him all this time. He still is in a bit of doubt. Uh, what has he played for, five weeks? <laughs> it's going to be close on that. I mean, like five weeks in real time, I think we're up to four games missed so yeah. far. So one from the bias, three from injury. Yeah. So he's over the hammy and then this infection thing. Yeah. Then got you to know. prove himself, apparently. Yeah. So Thursday uh, doesn't help, I guess. but um, It doesn't. Guess we'll but I mean, as I said, it's it's been almost five weeks since his last game. So it'll be mm. four and a half or something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll find out tomorrow whether he's named in the team. And then at least with it being the first game of the round, if he's laid out, you can kind of quickly adjust um, before anything else happens. It does put teams that were looking to trade him in a bit of a tricky spot. Like, what do you do? Uh, because if there's talk that he may not be 100%, he's kind of got a higher break even. Is he's actually the type of player that you wait a week on or you just get him now anyway, knowing that he'll kind of come good? What do you boys kind of think for those that are thinking about trading in Clary this week? Do you just go someone else that isn't under the same type of injury cloud? George. I think you're getting Clary. You probably, you're getting him for 10 weeks. So you might might not be at his best this week based on the comments he made. What do you say? He's a bit behind in conditioning or whatever this week. I assume that will come back within one or two weeks. So I still think he's fine to trade in. Um, would I feel a bit more comfortable trading in someone with no issues? Uh, yes. But I think a lot of people, you can think of it as people will be scared off Clary because of this stuff and people will not walk, uh, upgrade to someone else this week. Whereas, you know, people might see that as like a good thing that, you know, people are avoiding him and then great, you get Clary, less ownership for the rest of the year. So there's, depends how you want to spin it. Um, me, I tend to lean conservative. I'd probably go like Petrarca instead if you don't have him. Um, but that could be quite silly because if 
Clary just needs a week or two to get to his best and you don't have him, it's going to be a pretty tough watch. So I'm fine with trading it in. I'm fine with like going Petrarca, who shouldn't be too far off him based on his form. Yeah. Tough, because I think if I'm trading Sicily, Clary is the, you know, would be the clear option. Um, I'm not sure I'd do it for... I mean, my, a lot of people already have merit, but I don't. So, like, would it would it just make more sense to go merit over Clary? I know you'd probably say yes, Jordan. Say so just do that. I would personally. But, but I mean, merit was 120 plus, 120 post buy last year, and that was with two heavy tags. Actually, yeah. I think the two heavy tags might have brought it just under. But yeah. um, I would pick merit over Oliver purely because of all the stuff that's gone on. But um, yeah, if not, then yeah, I'd go Oliver though. I guess we'll see if he's named tonight. To be honest, I expect him to play, but who knows? Who knows? Comments didn't sound too convincing, I'll say. Um, I've heard some of the boys talking about potentially jumping on Petrarca if Oliver misses. Do you fancy that? I mean, for a week, yeah, but... <laughs> I don't see why not. I mean, yeah, he's okay. probably a top four mid. Yep. Yeah, I'd love to have both, so that's not going to happen. Um, if they both play, I'd yeah, go Clary, but I don't see, like... I know it sucks because then you get less week of a primo. If Clary doesn't play, you just go track. But, yeah, I think you probably do that. Let's just hope he plays, I guess, and make it easy for all of us. Uh, next bit of news, obviously, Sicily. Um, JD with another memory victory lap in the Discord last night I saw. Um, but, yeah, just the way it's going, these are all, this is going to continue to happen. So it's another reason to, like, have decent cover the rest of the year. Have some, like, <laughs> who's to say... Another one of your primos might get another three-week suspension, you know, in the last month or two of the season. Um, it's just, just the nature of the, the sport and the game at the minute. So not much more needs to be said with that. I know you're holding him through, George. Are you committed to that? I don't think too many people will in the end. If I'm going to get any enjoyment out of this game, it's going to be the last seven weeks of this year with Sicily. <laughs> I did look when he's due to be back. I think it's like... <laughs> Three of the better matchups you'll get. I think it's North, Richmond, well, who'll vomit to him all day, and then St Kilda, <laughs> which he scored 170 on a couple weeks ago. I still think if you can get by with 18 this week and then you can have a 23rd player cover him for the next few weeks. Uh, well, Sicily, to me, seems like he's going to be D1 on average points by the end of the year. So it's going to be – yeah, he, he should go really well. So – that's the route I would go if you can. If you can't, then just trade. It was you should have traded last week if you were going to, but got baited by the bullshit mm. appeal. So, yeah, um, is what it is. I'm holding. Humphrey's going to cover from this with his seven percent CBAs. <laughs> JD thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I traded Sicily last week in fantasy, so back to myself in on that one. Uh, yep, which was good. Um, yeah, there was a bit of a victory lap because there's a lot of people been hanging a fair bit of crap on me in the last couple of weeks, but not too many lining up to say sorry. So I just thought I'd put the boot in one more time. Uh, this JD guy, I like that. <laughs> this JD guy, like, who, who is he? <laughs> who is he? He's just a Sicily hater. Why do you bring him on? Uh, I must say, George, like, last so last year didn't own Sicily to my detriment, and I brought him in, I think, for the very last round last year, and he got like a 130, 140. Very satisfying week. So he's the type of player I would actually love to bring in once he's back off injury, but um, it's going to be better for me to probably have a different primo play for three weeks over Melican at um, at D6 or something like that. And yeah, we'll just um, 
have to bet against him, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, I think I think trading makes sense if you've got the the, the trades to do so. Um, just there's so much cash in there, right? Like that's Oliver Petrarca, Laird, Bont, Merritt, Money. That's where I'd be going if you don't yeah. have any of those. I guess we should speak to maybe people in a better position than us. I know you're a decent rank, JD, but maybe someone has, like you said, a lot of trades, but don't use them to trade Sicily. Maybe use them to get, like George said, the decent cover and hold him because he's just going to be such a benefit to you for the last seven or eight rounds, you'd think. So I, I know, obviously, what, Himmelberg was probably the best option, but it didn't go too great in the weekend. I know we could speak about him in a bit, but... At the price, I still think he's the best option. Yeah, I still think I prefer that route. Trying to hold on to him if you can get a good, you know, decent cover option for you know two or three weeks, get by, and then just have him pump out one thirties for you for the rest of the year. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't love the twenty third player route nah. to be honest. Don't, I don't love it. I mean, I don't know if they're scoring that much more than some of the rookies you'd get, like some of these twenty third players that people are talking about. Uh, and I think you're often going to get baited into like looping on a poor score. Uh, rather than a good one. And well, I think you can get Sicily, you also have the problem of like, well, what happens if someone else gets injured next week? Then what do you do? Because you've got your 23rd player, but you still got two missing. So what are you doing then? Building a rookie, burning a trade, what's your plan? Well, and and the reality crazy. is you've traded out your good rookies to like make that happen. And now you've got 23 years day in NAS, right? Yeah. Well, if yeah. you can do something like that, I think that's worth it. If you've got the money and the trades there. If you can get a quality 23rd, then I think it's worth it. Yeah, I guess it depends who we think's a quality one anymore. Yeah, what's what's um, what's quality? Because, like, uh, I mean, I don't That's what you know, these 23rd players are going to be. They'll cook one week, they won't the next, and you just got to... I mean, I'd be fine. If you could hold on to Weddle and get, you know, your, your team done with the rest of your rookies, he'd probably be the one that you'd almost want over any of these other, you know, Himmelbergs and stuff, because he should have a pretty decent role without Sicily. You'd think so. I don't Chincotta's an interesting one. Would you like him just to cover his assist for three weeks? No, nope. <laughs> no, I don't think his job security is particularly good. And like, by the way, like the Wangan and Miller example is like exactly what I'm talking about, right? So, like, Melikan outscored him by nine points last week. And I know there's a whole bunch of reasons why like Nas didn't score that game, but I just think like relying on these players to fill in when the reality is in a two, three week, or even just like a one size sample game, they may not score more than the rookie would have had there anyway. Like, I just think the using two trades to get an extra premium rather than just having the injury trades to trade Sicily out and back in. Like I'd rather just trade Sicily out and in. That's just, yeah, makes sense yeah, to okay. me. If you had the trades to do that, sure. Yeah. yeah. I disagree. I think the 23rd is important. I remember relying on Connor McDonald and Ben Hobbs as my cover players. I reckon six or seven times last year. But again, it depends on the quality of your 23rd. Yeah. Because it's not, it's uh, not just going to be for Sicily. It's going to be for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's true. There will be injuries and probably more suspensions, as I said before. So, yep, every team's different. So, um, hopefully, you can figure it out. I mean, yeah, holding guys like She's probably turned out to be decent, and you could even maybe have pushed him to your twenty third if possible. But I know a lot of us jumped off. Um, next bit of news, George, unfortunately, is yeah, Steel and what what Ross said about Steel. I mean, I know people still you know look after injuries they've had in the past but him saying that he's fine and the taping's just precaution or whatever now it doesn't seem like it's true but coaches do stick up for their players so i do respect that um he just didn't look himself at all on the weekend like i know he's had patches here and there in the last month but the weekend really 
just cemented it, didn't it? I said before, I'm not talking about steel. All right, JD. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's playing on one leg. He's clearly got issues. We've had people in the Discord that have seen him out around Hyatt or whatever, like hobbling. Uh, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near this pick. I'm if you've bad. got him, I'm, I'm trading. Um, yeah, maybe if you don't have any trades, you just have to like pray and hope that he comes good. But this doesn't look like the type of thing it's going to clear up without him taking time off is the part that I'm worried about. I guess the hard thing is like, who do you trade to in one trade? Because there's, and I assume that's why like George, for example, is holding because there's no, there's no money in him really anymore. So who are you going to like? Nas. Crips, <laughs> even though he's Mills when he's back. Like, yeah, like what, what, what is the option? Like maybe you the go best to option is she's. <laughs> He's on his ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe it's um, oh, like Will Day, I guess. Like you could go to, um, which you don't have. Yeah, it's not very exciting. Uh, Cameron, maybe if you don't have Cameron, like, but yeah, this is like not a good situation to be honest. No. Uh, all right, George, we we'll move on. Save your sanity. But um, Shrek back this week. I already actually mentioned that before, but that should be good for the Freo mids and Freo as a whole. Jackson actually played quite well, but um. Just, yeah, gives them the first use. I think Sarong, it'll help the most, I, I, I imagine. But it's all sort of linked. You know, Sarong getting more pill on the inside or the team can also help Brayshaw and players on the outside. So I think that'll be good for them uh, and the mids that we own. Um, Took is tracking to be back in a month. So, um, look, I don't – I mean, if you're thinking about maybe keeping Hump as a, as you, you know, bench player or cover um, – He's already losing a bit of mid-time without two back, so that might really cement it. But he's tracking uh, to be back here, as I said, in a month. Um, O'Shane Mullen available, George. Uh, I mean, we'll see if he gets named. I don't think it matters. He's not getting getting named. Keyword available. uh, We'll see tomorrow. We'll see. Who knows? It's crazy. Chris Scott likes him, as you said, so I've seen crazy things. Yeah, but um, you had like Duncan back, um, who got yeah. fine. And you had Bose, yeah. who needs to come in as well. Like, yeah, they had some. He injuries, was so like he was a yeah. Bose. Who O'Sheen? Yeah, they sub. They made Bose sub again this week. Yeah, that doesn't mean that he, that he, he played. That O'Sheen, O'Sheen played when Bose was in the twos. Okay, all right. We'll see what happens <laughs> with teams this week. It could happen, but anyway, unless we'll okay, fair enough. Maybe they were easing in Bose, but. Given his injury history, it seems likely. He wasn't best 22 this week when he could have been eased in before the buy. So Mm -hmm. we'll see. Um, And then Whitfield suspended a week. Doesn't matter too much. I guess it helps Himmelberg for a week, you'd think. Um, And then Hogan, not sure. So I guess the both ways to Himmelberg, right? Yeah. Cabman really doesn't look up to it yet, but they might just keep giving him games. Um, But yeah, we'll see. All right. We'll get to you boys and how you set up for the buy and maybe speak about it for some people in the chat, of course, as well. How are you looking, George, and how would you be attacking it from a general sense? I mean, people might really be struggling for whatever reason. Every good forward in this game and half the good mids have the last buy. So um, it's obviously dictated a bit to who we own. But, um, yeah, what are, you, what are you looking like this week? Um, fielding 19 including uh so the 18th will probably be marriage or chesser so fielding like 17 plus that um i think i'm actually okay with sicily it would have been 20 but uh not to be so at least i'm not too bad for this week so i know a lot of people in trouble 
I took 17 last week. Um, scored really poorly. Could be in the ranks. Uh, if you have the trades, I would still get 18 on the field. You need points. But if you're low on trades, I'll just look after the final team. And, you know, I could have had the option to get a Ford on the field. He scored a 30. Was that 30 points worth one trade? No. So, yeah, I guess look after your team if you're on low trades, but otherwise do what you can to get 18. And I know it's like people were thinking about like flipping like a Cogs or a Sheasel. Maybe they have like worse problems like a Steel or something. So I'd probably flip Steel over them even but even though um, the other's on the buy. So, um, yeah, try and field as many as you can, but look after your team at the same time. How many premiums do you have, Jules? I guess we'll ask everyone that. Uh, two, four, six, eight, uh, ten. We'll call those two premiums. Twelve, um, Just 14, count all the- 15. The keepers, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, okay. 15. That's yeah. including Steel and Day. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, JD, what's your general consensus this week and how you look at yourself? Yep, I've got uh, the 19 playing, so 15 keepers for rookies. Um, but uh, what two of the rookies are Johnson, who got that corky and subbed out, and then Buller, who also got subbed out. So whether I actually have both of those playing this week, we'll get to see, or even one of them playing. So it could be 17. Um, look, I've still got like... Um, Davey and Constable, but Constable got concussed, he won't be coming back. And Davey, I think he's firmly behind as well. So I think, yeah, it's probably somewhere between 17 and 19 this week, probably 17 or 18. Yep. Um, 17 for myself, pre-trades, and then it just comes down to most likely trading Sicily, I think. If not, then I'll probably just do a little Ford downgrade, get that done this week. But a, a playing rookie has to present, and that might be... Uh, that might be tough. We'll talk about that in a bit. But, um, yeah, if they present, I might just do that. Look to hold Sicily and um, depends. It all depends on Clary, really. If Clary plays, I'll probably just make the swap. If not, um, look at getting, like, a Butters next week and then finishing off my midfield with anyone. Could even be someone like a Liber off the buy or something like that. Um, who knows? Try and go a bit, bit left field. But, yeah, I'll have 18 this week. Just depends. It'll be either 14 and... 14 primos, four rookies, or 15 and three. Not sure. Um, yeah, so might be a tough week for some. We'll, we'll see what happens. But um, coming out of the buys, yeah, obviously want to have a, a full squad and, and try and storm home. But hey, across the buys, are we all looking in reverse direction? I think, George, you are just. Were you 3K before? Ask me next yeah, week. I can't even remember. Yeah, I know. but I was like 2.3, I think. Yeah. So I've gone to uh, 3.1. I think I'll be okay. I think a few will struggle this week. Yeah. My struggle that. week was the previous week. So, uh, yeah, see how we go. But I think overall it will be a backwards type thing. Yeah. And JD, were you. Yeah, no, I was 325 before buys, then 214, 251, and then out to what was I, 376 or 381 or something like that. So I'm about 50 spots back, but we'll see how I go this week. I have a feeling that 15 premiums is um, on the upper end. So I feel like I'm probably in a decent spot to make up ground. And I think more importantly, like I'm really happy with my midfield. I think my forward line is near optimal apart from not having butters. 
I've got English Marshall um, and the defense looks like it's going to be up there with some of the best. So I think my team's in a good spot for the run home, even though the buy rounds haven't been particularly good for me. And I'd say that's probably more because of the rookie planning. And there is a lesson in this for next year, especially towards this part. But um, some of our bench hygiene probably wasn't good, a little bit too risky in some parts of the year. Some of it was just unlucky, right? Like Constable and Chesser and, you know, just ne- and Matty Davey Roberts. never making yeah. enough money. Yeah, Matty Roberts as well, another one kind of, picked for the for the buys but like yeah it's just something we need to be i think conscious of next year just making sure we get in those quality ones and it's you know teams that did better during i think the middle part of the year were ones that were happy to pay a little bit more for humphrey early and those types where we traditionally would have avoided those um so yeah just something to consider for next year yeah there's obviously a bit of luck involved in that too if they get injured and whatnot um but yeah paint up has actually well, definitely has paid off this year in most cases, uh, and it continues to, which uh, which we'll get to now. We'll, we'll try and talk about downgrades. It is obviously hard before teams, um, but you know the main one is probably Ryan Marich. I'll say that I expect to play and, and is there obviously a very cheap price. Um, so if you're looking for one, I think I think he's the obvious one. Get most out of whatever downgrade you're doing. Um, I don't think any of you boys would have any different opinion there. I think Bull is there as well. Probably dropped, you'd say, just yeah. one of Haney or Buddy are back. Uh, but it might be yeah. both, and then he's definitely gone, you'd think. Um, O'Sheen Mullen, of course. We spoke gets, about, yeah. Yeah, if he gets named, then pick him up. He's on the bubble. Like To be honest, at, at, at you know base price, that's really all there looks like. I've heard people maybe shout Bytel if, if Saints mm-hmm. want to make a decision there, you know, Get a, get a different guy in there that's, you know, has been doing well in the twos for weeks. I'm not sure they'd drop steel. It'd be maybe like a Seb Ross or something, but mm. who knows? Ross is, he's backing up his team, saying they're, they're giving effort. They're just not um, executing. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, obviously those we can't really speak about. But the three we want to speak about, I guess, and that, that you know, do a test to what I was saying before with paying up has worked out, and that's Sheldrick, Dev Robertson, and Win Hager. I know throughout the round, people were going, oh, crap, wish I got, you know, Shelley. Oh, shit, wish I got Robertson. And then Windhager comes out on Saturday and does well himself in the second half as, you know, the wet weather was tackling well and, and, and playing good in there. So I know we tried to rank them last week, George, but they all looked like if you got them in as a bit of buy help and, and maybe just help for the rest of the year, um, all look pretty good. If you had to say it'd be the best for the rest of the year from here, if someone was still maybe looking their way, who, who would you say? And maybe just give your thoughts, I guess, on the... Those three as a whole. Hmm. Interesting. It's they can't drop Sheldrick after what he did, mate. The, they, he played as much time on ground as the player they subbed out. It's so Who are we bad. talking about? Who it was strange. About? So <laughs> Sheldrick. Yeah. So what was he? I think his talk was like fifty-eight or something. Something ridiculous. Fifty-five. It was 55, the same as Bulls. Wow. They were both fifty-five percent. He was the best on ground in the third quarter, and they then sat him for like it felt like twenty minutes. He came back like felt like halfway through the fourth. It was so bad. It's like never getting fifty five percent and ninety percent the next week. Hopefully, it's a spike in um. Uh, that, that, the next uh, the next lowest was seventy five percent of that yeah. played a full game. Like it's full twenty percent lower than what next best one. Is. I mean, no. if you can play full games in the VFL and score massive, why can't he do it at AFL level? Like horses mm-hmm. doing silly stuff, you would think. He was like um, going um, head to head with Neil at some of these stoppages and like breaking even as well, which is not an easy thing to do. So, uh, just the nuts. I guess what I, I'll, yeah. I'll push back if I, 
on something is that his fifty five percent time on ground was all midfield. Like he wasn't parked forward. He was, you know what I mean. You could, yeah, yeah. you could say where's his seventy time on ground, but you know, if, if it was that, a chunk of it would have to be spent in the forward line. They 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 have season, not season, but you know, clear hierarchy with Parker Warner, you know, Robottom and all those guys. Um, mm. So it's kind of like the Brody thing last year, right? He was playing fifty five, sixty, but it was midfield one hundred percent. Of on you know on field time so uh, he's good in there he can score George like <laughs> yeah even Win Hager was good too I think uh, he the game before he he butchered literally everything and in the second half they sent him to Warner which we know when Win Hager scored last year he does better with a job so yeah. when he yeah he tagged last year he scored nothing with high CBAs so I can see Win Hager getting tag jobs and scoring very poorly but otherwise. Uh, he won't always be doing that, and I think they'll keep him in the team for the year. I think with Ross, he's getting more just your not your tag full tags, where he doesn't yeah. it doesn't you know uh, fully destroy him from doing anything. Like it's just you run you know go to this player and and run, so he can still get his own, which is better, obviously. Um, yeah, and then Dev. Yeah, Dev was good. I think the uh, when you're on a wing, things kind of need to fall your way. You need to like get some good marks in good spots and set up goals, and it's really damaging. So. I think he probably scores the worst, but I think he's most likely to stay in the team for the rest of the year. That's what I was going to say. If out of all these, sure. I'd be I'd be happy with either of them on my yeah. bench. But um, what's the best, or who's the most likely? I think it's Winhager, as in because you get DPP as well. Um, I like Dev though; he looks really good. I can't see him leaving the team anytime soon. Sheldrick, my faith, in, he was my third. Of this list, just because scoring is probably the best, but it's the faith yeah. in horse that's the worst. Zero, so. zero faith in horse. So, and I still don't have any. But yeah. you think like two goals, whatever. You think he keeps playing, and then Mills comes in. Like who knows what Mills's that's, role is going to be? Yeah. Um, I think that's I think you're happy with team. any. Like I honestly don't don't know the answer, but Dev a little bit more safety, but a bit more luck reliant for scoring. So I think you you probably go for the CBAs and DPP and Win Hager. I think that's where I'd fall to. If if you would have had a free trade this week, JD, or you were going for one this week, I actually like Sheldrick the most though as a player though. But yeah, I mean, it depends on what you're trying to prioritize here as well. Is it cover for the rest of the year? Because then you really should just be going for job security, and it probably is Windhager has the best be. job security yeah. from here. Dev, I still get the feeling that they'll play him out of position and then he'll get dropped eventually at some point because he's playing out of position. He's someone that hasn't signed a contract, I believe, for the Lions yet and there's talks that he may be leaving. So that feels to me like the type of player they wouldn't give development time to. Uh, and then... I did hear, Just quickly, I did hear someone say that, uh, just on Discord, that he wants to stay. I think it was a Brisbane supporter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that that's a very unbiased view that they have. Okay, sorry. Interrupting. Um, yeah, no, no, it's fine. That's fine. That's good. Good shout. Good shout. But it may be true as well. It's just hard to buy it from a Brisbane fan unless to see actual um, uh, press release. Um, and then uh, Sheldrick, I guess, like, if you just want, if you just care about the points on field this week, then Sheldrick might be the go because they play West Coast, don't they? Um, yeah. So in terms of, like, matchups, Windhager and Dev play each other, um, which yeah, may not be terrible although if Dev's getting parked forward then I probably don't love him in that matchup just given what the Saints defense is like so I'd go Sheldrick against West Coast so yeah it kind of comes down to what are you looking for points on field this week or cover for the rest of the year yeah I think I'd love reason, that windy. I think Dev's got the best job security and the reason why that is is I think like Rich might be phased out of the team for at least the medium term I think he already is. There, 
their wing their wing slots have been quite weak all year. Like Wilmot is like a defender, so I think we could see Wilmot play more down back, and then that wing role go to Dev. Mm. I'm I'm just worried that he kicked what two goals was it? At least it was at least one. I don't know if he kicked two. Um, I'm just worried that like he gets parked forward more and more, uh, and they just don't give him the midfield time. Yeah, well, it's a hard. Yeah, it's the hardest team to crack into and, in that area. So I, I will yeah. say one other thing as well. Like Dev scored fifty eight fantasy for um, ninety five super coach. That type of ratio typically not sustainable for for like a Dev Robertson type of player. And so I'm a bit worried that his actual scoring is lower. Maybe it's just the fantasy scores that are the anomaly this week. But I just felt like he didn't get played in the midfield much. Got played four to the ball a lot. And it's not going to translate into good scoring, even though maybe he does have better job security. Yep, I guess we can move on. They, they are hard players to bring in at, right now. You probably wanted to get yeah. one last week, and they hard to downgrade to, all being 200K um, pretty much now and over. So, look, luxury position if you're able to get one of them this week or did last week. So, kudos. They you know they all might end up being being nice cover and score this week and, and whatnot, but uh, unfortunately it won't be going uh, their way. Um, so, cool. All right, we'll move on. To some upgrades oh, now. Hold on, hold on. We, we've missed we've missed a few other rookies here. So uh, Fletcher played his first game, one fifty eight k. Yeah. Uh, kicked that goal. Um, any consideration for him? He's kind of in that awkward price where he's not a one or two k one or two k guy, but he's also not you know the ones we just talked about. Um, any love for him? He's mid only, and then I guess maybe in the same um, bucket. So Fletcher scored sixty three. Kai Lohman, who played um, up, up forward for them, scored a 62. He's forward uh, only 147K. Any interest in either of these two as rookies? I mean, if I didn't have marriage, I'm going there. I'm going him just for yeah, Lohman, get the most money. The money. And then okay. I don't see those guys out scoring. But like I don't know if Fletcher stays in the team or not. He looked, he looked good in the first half, kind of quiet second half, but mm-hmm. I can't if, pay it, 157 for not sure on job security. It did feel like Fletcher was probably the most droppable of the ones in the side at the moment, but we'll see well, what they do. Uh, and then I think we missed Double H, um, Harvey Harrison for the Pies, who at 124K kind of plays that forward role. And I'd be somewhat interested in him if he holds with Dugowie back, who does return this week, right? He, he was going to return after the bye. Um, so, yeah. So any interest in... Um, in Harvey Harrison, 123K, uh, 55 average over his two games so far. Oh, to go, he's still out for one at least, maybe even two, yeah. I think, because of the bias. Oh, so, is he? Yeah, okay. You won't get an idea. Pretty, yeah. Um, look, if you needed two rookies, then yeah, I guess you got to start looking at these other guys' way. But Isn't Elliot still at the team? I can't remember. Yeah, he's uh, in Elliot's spot. Well, yeah. uh, I think you just go to marriage for the job security. Yeah, but you only look anyone else's way if you needed a second rookie for this week for whatever reason. And... Okay, good to know. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the same vibe on all these three. I probably don't love any of them this week. I just but, um... and hope there's a cheap day debutant and just go there. Get the most money out, I guess. Because mm-hmm. even cool. if you can if you can get your trade done, say by getting a Loman or whatever, Just or Fletcher, the 40K is going to be better for, uh, you know. Yep, if you have an injury, you need to use it later. Right. Yep, could be the difference between you know going up to someone important or getting Jack Steele in your side. <laughs> uh, all right, we will move on to upgrades now. Um, <laughs> off the buy, I guess. <laughs> I mean, clear number one. I'm just tuned out when I hear that that sound, that word. Uh, would it be Dawson. Um, 
uh, JD, I think you finally looked Oh, at yeah. Um, targets off the buy this week. I and mean, there's lots that I like. But yeah, um, for premium defenders, I think it's hard to go past yeah. Dawson as a number one option there. In the midfield, we already talked about four great ones in Oliver, Petrarca, Laird, and Merritt, all at the upper price range, of course. But I think yep. um, if you don't have those, you're probably planning, saving up your pennies to target those. And then the forward line, I think Darcy Cameron's really the only one that's worth talking about. And then beyond that, it's really the cheap cheap eats that um, people have been talking about, which could be their 23rd premium. It could just be because they don't have um, a player to jump into. But, I mean, would you be saying no to any of the names thrown out or should we just start jumping into the speculative guys? Not really. Um, all those mids, I think, are fine. I mean, Laird, like, I don't think you've got Laird. This is like... <laughs> Jump on now. Sarong is the one I'd be skeptical on. Sarong. I mean, yeah, I'm not talking about any of those previous buy players like Neil, Brayshaw. They're they're fine to pick up. Sarong is probably the one that I'd avoid. Still, obviously, avoid. Only because of the ankle issue. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, And then, you know, like, I think everyone's kind of got Goulden, Dunkley, not really worth talking about. And then um, most people have Stuart Sinclair already in the back line. So, um, yeah, beyond that, I think we're just getting into speculative players, right? Yeah, most traded one in just for reference is Darcy Cameron actually in the forward line. I guess yep, you know, Kevin Price uh, gives you a cover, mate. You know all that. So Injury who do we want to start with? Uh, let's start with the one that kind of haunts my dreams a little bit at the moment. Um, Jordan Ridley. Mm. Um, I don't know if there's a run sheet which has these players on it, but like, yeah, Ridley would be the one that I is feel like I'm getting most uh, asked about the most. Uh, just because I'm essing a man, but I tend to not be great at reading my own side, to be honest. So um, maybe I'll just throw on my two cents and then hand it over to you for a more balanced opinion. So um, I struggle to see why Ridley scoring would continue from this point on. Um, our game plan does feel like we're possessing and marking the ball a little bit more. Redmond's scoring's also kind of gone up with the back of it as well, but we've also played a couple of teams that are easy to rack up those points on. Ridley has no doubt looked good over last month, but the thing that worries me most is that no Jake Kelly's in the side, and that's when Ridley's been doing this amazing scoring. Maybe Ridley, uh, sorry, maybe Kelly's just not best 22 for Bombers anymore, um, but if he gets named this week, I'd be very hesitant on bringing in Ridley. Um, boys, your thoughts? With um, Jake Kelly, you'd be hard to find a single crow supporter that was upset that he left. Mm-hmm. Um, and his kicking was the big knock, and we still seem to put a lot of the ball through him in defense. Yes. Just watching Ridley, he just looks like he's got a bit more confidence. But you did play easy teams. Like, you that crazy run before the bye with, like, nuts. Yeah, so um, I think he's an okay. If you got him for 420, you'd be very happy. A few mm. weeks ago, I think he's uh, the I think the issue is now with Sicily out, and you have people looking for that D6, and you know, you got like your Sheasel and Day, and even your D5 because I think you got the big five, but now it's big four. I guess you can throw Doherty in there, but here's the buy. So, who's your like D5 and D6 at the moment? So, I think you could do worse than Ridley. I'd probably take him over Young and Ryan. Would you take him over but, Day if you didn't have Day? Yeah, I would. Uh, Ryan's an interesting one, um, just because of saying Young's moving up the ground. Yeah, uh, Ryan no. looks overweight to me. I don't know, just watching him play. I don't know if you've picked that up, but I don't know. He looks overweight. So I, don't I, kind of I feel like, like he's always had that yeah. strange body shape, yeah. Okay. He just loves that play style, doesn't he? Oh, look, he's there. I wouldn't go. Oh, he, he, just watching <laughs> he him play is disgraceful. Yeah. Man. Like, 
But he's not a bad, he's a great interceptor, but just like sideways in the back. I'm like, come on. <laughs> no, you can't tell me he doesn't like in the showers after a game send a screenshot of his stats to his mates back home. Or something like. <laughs> yeah, boys. <laughs> Another 25 kicks. Um, I'll go Ridley over Ryan for what it's worth if I was choosing this week. I think he has the highest three round average of anyone in the comp at the moment. So, uh, sorry, of any of the defenders in the comp at the moment. Yeah, I mean, if Sicily counts, he's there. Daniel's actually Daniel. Oh, man, sorry, Mitch, sorry. I'm, I've got it on a price filter under 520. Um, um, yeah, wait. So, correct. Uh, yeah, the ones we yeah. don't already own, he's yeah, second yeah, to yeah. Caleb Daniel. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Interestingly, Lucky Well is there. I haven't even noticed that, but he um, should be back this week as well. Yeah. Um, next one, I mean, that's defenders. Anyone else we want to speak about? Oh, yeah. I mean, Will Day, I think a lot of people own him. And if you don't, you're probably not still going his way. There's no. a couple of others we've spoken about, but. Elliot, yo. Yes. Jordan, yeah, I'll my boy. You. Yeah. <laughs> There's, I see his name too much uh, in the Discord recently, and uh, I don't know why. I know you'd be shaking your head, very disappointed in, in your community. Um, what are your thoughts? As we should JD start question? or should I start? JD, you yeah. start. Yo, yes. Let's jump on the yo-yo. Whoop, whoop. Um, I'm bringing him in in fantasy this week for full context. Uh, but of course, unlimited trade format. So um, worrying about injuries isn't as big of a deal. And if he goes down this week, then maybe I just trade him with Doherty next week, right? And you don't have the same luxury in Supercoach. So that's the big concern. And obviously, his body hasn't held up over the last two years. But in terms of um, can he score like a premium from here? Uh, for 400k, yes, absolutely. I think he can go 100, 105 um, from what we've seen so far. Fixture is pretty good as well. Like Sydney, St Kilda in the next two. They've still got North, Essendon, Frio. Like there's there's a few nice matchups to come for old Elliot Yo. And he's just one of those players I enjoy watching a lot. Um, now, of course, this can backfire spectacularly. There is risk involved with this pick. But are you getting premium scoring potential for sub 400k with Elliot Yo, you absolutely are now George um, I know that this is probably tattooed somewhere down the length of your leg but do you want to run us through what Yo's injury history what other criticisms the I don't know look at your funny um, did he say something naughty about the crom what else, what, what do you why do you have it out for fucking we, hell man we yo-yos were yo-yos a trigger toy at school were you bullied over them did someone take your black I like what happened I like Elliot Yo. He's I've had it, I've owned him in his premium years. He's a great player. On what fucking planet is anyone bringing him in for 400k? He's had 10 hamstrings, 10 calves. His groins have flared up. He's done two, two calves this year. He's put two games together. Elliot Yo for 400k. Let's get him in. <laughs> I can't disagree. Uh, I can't agree. More okay, it's yeah. okay. What I will say is fantasy is different. And super good. If you have lots of trades and a completed team, Yo's there. You got nothing else to do. You got trades sitting there. I can see the merit to that. It's going to go badly at some point, but if you're low trades and you see him as your keeper, I mean, you're fucked. There's no way. Given he okay, what what percent chance does he play throughout the year? Rest of the year, do you think? Because I already put him on ice twice this year. 15 percent i reckon it can't be i much. would go 33 percent. i think one in three years he plays out the year from here you're not getting him in his d6 right we're not we're not advocating for that are we because i can't not d7 not d8 not yeah i know, I know. He's mid. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to say we've seen the same dude okay apart from tim english it's the same dude josh kelly darcy parish aaron hall did something 
Darcy Cameron, probably first soft tissue for him. It's the same dudes that get injured. And all of a sudden, and Yo, Yo is oh, like, like, he's a different level. He's Yo, on another Yo's level. Aaron Hall tier. <laughs> he's higher than Aaron Hall even, I think. I, I think did, you, did you do this to trigger me with Yo? <laughs> we need to content this time of year. <laughs> because I couldn't believe people were, I'm asking questions, Elliot. I'm getting comments, Elliot, Yo. Uh, Q&A, <laughs> general, Elliot, Yo. <laughs> And I'm like, are you trying to? Is this a serious question, or are you just fucking with me? I can just picture George in his office, just going, "What the fuck? Why is there so many yo questions?" Oh. No, nah, you, you can't trade him, in, trade him in. Do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, um, try and build JD, a for five years to still be asked fucking questions like who this. averages more the rest of the year, yo or Jack Steele? Yo, oh, that's, that's hands down. It's yo, hands down. It's yo. End broadcast. <laughs> yo, I'd back yo from here for sure. <laughs> the sad thing is, I'd probably say Elliot Yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, let's move on from you. You heard it here first. George has endorsed bringing Elliot Yo, and if that trade backfires. <laughs> Feel free to like DM on Twitter or something. Any and all complaints. Oh man, I love watching Elliot Yo play. I hope he stays fit. Well, me too. Me too. His prime was about four years ago. Let's be honest. Um, but he's actually, still well can, can, I, can I just shout like a crazy one? Um, that is left field. Like, because I'm just thinking like same price, right? And like, say you can't wait a week for Himmelberg at three ninety seven k and throw a, a go there. What about um Salem at four hundred and twenty k? So. For those that don't know, the story with him was he had that thyroid condition flare up and he missed most of the most of the start of the year um, and they had to build his fitness base back up. But then he came back around 10 and his last four games were 78, 88, 85, 99. So he's kind of been building into it. And, you know, there was some like pretty tricky matchups in there as well with Port, Freer when they're on their hot streak and, and Collingwood is three of those four games. Uh, any any thought for Salem? Like the fixture, I don't think it's too bad on the run home. Would, I mean, so compared to Yo, um, would you rather... Christian Salem? He would be a pick if May didn't just take 80% of kickouts. That's just what kills him, right? Because he, he can probably go 85, 80, 80. Mm. But to go 95 or in the 90s, he just needs those extra kick-ins. And just for whatever reason, that's that's Stephen May's playground. So um, yep. he'll get a couple each week. But Yep, that's about what yeah. he's been averaging, about two a week. River's kind of getting one. And then May's getting whatever's left. It's just May. Um, yeah. Holding him back. I think last year his average was low 80s when he took... He had like a one or two injury games, like first game of the year and another one in the middle. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't go there personally. Yeah. No, I've got bad history. I owned him all those years ago as a cheap option on the way home when I had an injury. And he went terribly. But he has the potential, but he's too up and down, I think. Uh, I'll say Naz as well. He's there at 460 if anyone's interested. I think he's actually quite good. Seven of the next nine at Marvel. Um, yes, uh, he obviously only scored 60 on the weekend, but things just didn't go his way. Obviously, copped the knock early. Uh was on about 45 halftime, and uh, weather just came. Um, and for whatever reason, had 10 clangers. But anyway, we'll move on. We've spoken a lot about defenders. Uh, mids, to be fair, we don't really, I think, have to speak too much on either. Oliver Track, Laird, as we said before. Neil, Brayshaw, we probably said avoid Sarong. Uh, Anderson's there as well. No, Anderson's still 550, 560 if you were keen, but for whatever reason, played wing for a half. 
So it sounds like Miller's going to be back sooner rather than later. So I guess there's questions over to whether that helps or hurts him. But I'd say it's probably another reason to be hesitant. Um, The one thing in favor of Anderson is he did 110 post-buy last year with Took in the team. But God knows why he was on a wing. I know a few Anderson owners in Discord were not happy about that. No. No, as you you wouldn't be. Um, Yeah. I don't want to say it as to a restarting another uh, yo type discussion, but Parrish is there, but he hasn't played a game. Hey, and you wouldn't probably go in cold or in blind, as, as a, should I say, um, on that. You've written down Tom right. Mitchell, George, as the last one. And <laughs> as a guy who I've said plenty of times in the past, don't particularly like watching him play or owning him, he's actually, and I was actually somewhat keen on him at the start of this year, he's been good. He's actually turned out to be better than, or at least matched, and if not better than Tom Green. So, um, would you bring him in post buy? Probably not. Oh, it's not rude. I mean, they're like 20 points apart or something. I know Green has had a good uh, game, but look, I haven't kept a close eye on Mitchell, but um, you wouldn't bring him in. His last two, his last two scores were two of his best three, which coincided with no Dugowie. So, uh, yep, that's all I can really give you on that one um, i think with um he's, like, he's been very good he's been very good and like yeah continues to look very good uh it's one of those guys that if we didn't get the conversation around him not needing to get 30 touches or whatever from panels at the start of the year i probably still would have started and it would have been okay but yeah i mean i think from here on out it's only if um Dugowie doesn't play that you really see this premium scoring otherwise it drops off to around the 100 point and i'd rather be going other players at his same price but if you are looking for a pod risk, then I guess Mitchell's as good as any around that price range. But I mean, what uh, in fantasy at the moment, all the rage is uh, like Brad Crouch. So maybe that's where you look at instead if you're looking for a for a different option with Steel kind of um, playing on one leg at the moment. Yep. Um, any other mids that I we haven't mentioned that obviously mm. don't have the buy? Really I think you're else. like you're yeah. I was going to say, like, post-buy, like, Oliver could be a nice pod. Yeah, he's been really good. Probably is top eight, uh, I'd say. Um, but, yeah, you have to go him next week. Uh, the ruck line, I guess, really, uh, there's not much to speak about besides English and, and Briggs and what you do there if you're an owner of all three uh, with Rowan. I just quickly uh, pulled up the top 1% ownership. I'm surprised to see Rowan's 93, so he leads away. I'm not too surprised by that, but English is down to 74 now. Um, and I feel like he was around 90 up until this. So I'm not sure how many ended up trading him out, but he, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he wasn't that high. But he's at 74, and then Briggs is at 36. So obviously there's a probably 10 to 20% maybe with three, um, but a lot would have Rowan and Briggs as maybe Shrek owners, previous Shrek owners, and then some might be like me and have just traded English out. Um, what would you do here, George? What... I mean, logical sense just says, just take Bridges' money. He's done his job for you. But I saw that champion data guy, and look, to be fair, he gets a lot of hate and champion data and what he says on the SEN at the minute. But yep. Briggs is the number one rated ruck in like the last month, and I don't think that's far-fetched to say, the way he's been going. So um, I guess you have to have enough confidence. Can he actually keep this up for the rest of the year? He has played some good rucks, so I will give him credit. He hasn't just beat up on some... Easy matchup. Jackson. Um, that's an easy matchup for a tap ruckman, but you know, Nank Goldie, he, he did well against those two. Rowan as well yeah. in his first game. 
What do you think? What would you do? I know you're not in this position. You didn't get Briggs. So what do you think? Um, I think you can sell English if you need the money. Like, for example, if you have a not so great M8, like some people, and you can fix that by selling English over Briggs, uh, you can probably fix way more as well by getting that amount of money. So, like, for example, you've paid... I, paid 600k essentially for my ruckman you've essentially paid 250 you've got 350k essentially on other teams you might lose i don't know 10 to 15 points a week on the ruck but you might gain a hell of a lot more and strengthen up the rest of your team like you got a strong 23rd and you're gonna have heaps of money for your last upgrade too so that's where the strength comes from so i would if you have like the best looking for the best team possible you you sell bricks over english but yeah. if you need to strengthen your team and you're kind of out of cash or whatever, then I can see the merit in selling English. Um, but yeah, I think you can yeah, sell bricks this week if you want, if, just to get points on the field. If you can get by without it and you can get another price rise or whatever, it, it doesn't really, it's not, it's very inconvenient though, because no score this week and you got to wait another week for his money to go up. So sell him if you need it, if you need points on this week and you're happy to keep your R2, R1 in English. Or you could wait and then sell Marshall instead in a few weeks if you want to do a bit of a pod move and hope like Campbell plays or something. <laughs> I don't know. could be like a sneaky play, but I think you can't really forecast that sort of stuff. No. Quick thoughts, JD. I mean, I feel like the easy answer really loud is just, just, just sell Briggs, right? He's done his job. Yep. Um, you'd probably love to sell Rowan if he had his buy, but, you know, he gets you the score this week. Doesn't make much sense. Um so just keep the the setup you have and, and use his money to finish your team. I'm just trying to like look through some of those other rucks that had breakout kind of years and just see where their scoring's at because I don't think we've really seen anything like what Briggs is doing so far. Mm. So I mean like what Gorn in his breakout year, he had uh, 98, 98, 118, 146 and then the buy. And then he was 66, 150, and then probably not really anything over 105 for the next eight games. And then Marshall in his breakout year, I think he also started pretty hot, but then finished the year with kind of like low tons. Um, So, I mean, I have a feeling that at this point that I'm a believer that Briggs is a ruck of the future and probably someone we actually talk about genuinely next preseason. Uh, but I'm not sure that his scoring persists at, at like this level from here on out. And I would still be surprised if he scored more than Marshall or English um, from here to the end of the year. So, yeah, I'd, I'd rather have English than Briggs. But I understand those that are low on trades valuing the 160K because ultimately you're not doing this in a vacuum, right? It's It could be like Briggs and Oliver versus like English and who's at 500K? mid, I don't know, much, 550K no, mid, like Noah Anderson, Anderson, for example, yeah. right? And so, like, when you're looking at that, then all of a sudden, like, yeah, actually, I probably will take the 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 punt on Briggs and that mid outscoring the English-Anderson combo. You have, like, an extra 100K too to maybe do... It's probably, like, a couple of better primos, not just a, a pair. It's probably, like, a trio where you've got... Yeah. It's about 160K, isn't it? But, yeah, so I think, like, in that, in that situation, it makes sense. And if you're looking to differentiate your team over the back half of the year to make up ground, then jumping off someone like English does make sense, especially where he's got some of that injury history. Like, there's no guarantee he plays every game from here. So it is the type of player that is maybe it, more yeah. interesting to bet against than some of these others. But, 
if everything plays out as it should, then I, I think Briggs loses out pretty heavily to English. But with Supercoach and AFL, it never, never always plays out like terrible English. It doesn't always play out like it should. And so I think that is a reasonable risk to take over the back half of the year to make up ground or differentiate your side on the run home. Cool. And then forward line, we've spoken about DC um, and Keys. George put there as another one off the buy. If you're super, uh, maybe just low on money, I guess. Um, what's your quick thoughts there, George, and maybe his role holding? I think the only positive is they took Sloan for the most part out of CBAs last week. I think he was down to 20-something percent. And that was pretty much all the fourth quarter. He played mostly wing, so that might open something up. Um, I do expect the kids to get a bit more of a run like Rochelle Pedler has been building. I think Schomburg's been pushing for selection, been emergency every week, so he could come in, although I would rather him not. But um, I don't know what his mid-time is. And I think Dude was on the Traders podcast speaking about keys and he had about as much idea as, as we did for his mid-time. Mm. So it's hard because you just need indication of what the mid-time could be. Like, all you need is like a comment. Oh, yeah, Keezy will spend more time in the midfield back half of the year. But it might do some jobs. Like, I haven't heard anything concrete enough to pick with confidence. Um, yep. So that's why I leave it at that. But I do think at the price, you could do worse. I think there will be times where he does play decent mid-time. But there will be times where, like this week, I expect him to go to Dacos like he did last time. Yep. Um Cool, we hit the hour mark. We'll get to some captain's options. Anyone in the chat, chime in, um, and we'll get the boys to look and see what we think we're going to go with this week. Um, got it, Yeah, probably maybe another 15, 20 minutes. We'll do a Q&A after that. Uh, I know people in here might be keen to watch the Ashes afterwards. I think it starts about 10 o'clock. There's been a bit of rain. Um, JD, what are you looking at this week? Captain's Ooh, Captain's Vice, Vice Captain. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think assuming Pretty Oliver gets up, line. assuming Oliver gets up, I might um, back him in. Uh, he's got a very good history against uh, the Cats at GMHBA. Mm-hmm. I think his last three against him was 124, 159, 130. So if he's up and firing and they say he's fully fit, I think he's the type of player that's going to be very pent up after not having played footy for a month. And we could see a big ceiling score out of him, especially with a Joel in midfield that didn't look particularly great last week. Although I am worried about backing in a team off the bye because with what we've seen over the last few weeks, teams coming off the bye have really been a step off the pace. Uh, and then I think Dunkley probably earns the C this week against uh, St. Kilda. I'm not too worried about them tagging or anything like that. Uh, he's obviously been in really good form over his last five with a average of, what, 137.4 or something like that. So, um, yeah, don't mind dunks. And his last game wasn't too great against him, but two before that was pretty decent. But, yeah, we're still on one leg, not too worried. And I still think that uh, Neil's probably a better tag target over him. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think Dunkley's uh, much of a concern. So, yeah, those are probably the two that I'm targeting the most. I'm a little bit interested in Merritt, especially if Aish isn't in the side because that's probably the only one that really could tag him and Freo have been pretty soft against midfielders. But, yeah, once again, Bomber's coming off the bye and I'm a little bit worried about that. Any thoughts, George, onto that? <sighs> I might send Gordon into Laird. Send, okay. <clears throat> I saw, Gordon. by the way, I saw I saw someone throw up 
Josh Dacos' brother as C. I mean, yeah, ben Keys tagged him last time. I, that's um, oh it's yeah, lot. okay. This is bait. It's bait. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> oh, why didn't? Why did you even put it up? Yeah, yeah. Because okay. I shook my head at the camera and made him sure I was. Crow's the hardest defenders to score against, and he's probably popping a tag. Like uh, this is this. By the way, Locke is the what number four, number three overall player in Supercoach at the moment. He's just thrown out bait like that. It's just he just shit posts twenty four seven in. This <laughs> Not even kidding. Uh, yes. Um, you did say Errol George. He does interest me somewhat. Obviously, West Coast is a hell of a matchup. Um, problem being is, do you VC dunks into him or do you get the VC on him and avoid a Brisbane player? It doesn't seem like the greatest idea at the moment. Uh, Brizzy are no. flying, in the, no not near. flying in the winning sense, but in the, like in the midfield, they're really going well, those boys. So I think maybe Saints restrict a bit. I don't know if that's thing at the minute but who knows would you have confidence in seeing golden say if dunk scored 110 no no i think so he's a vc only yeah i might i might join you obviously led as a backup against collingwood are you confident at the g uh yeah should be good should be fine all right um Locke says, how's Nick Bate? He's averaging 120, yeah. Mate, stop interacting. So this is what he thrives off, all right? He's just a troll that wants attention. It's just disgusting. Uh, yeah, um, I'm currently got dunks into Gordon. I know that's Gordon as the C, but as I said at this point, I don't uh, don't have as much care anymore. Um, I think dunks yeah. probably get a decent score to lock in anyway, but... Uh, and um, I'm seeing I'm seeing one name coming up in the chat over and over again. He's one of your boys, uh, Trent Cochin. I don't know if you've heard of him before. He is, uh, and I said to George that you probably trade and steal to him because he's a better player. Um, but that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, yeah, 350k no. mid forward. So he's no. what his story is that with Hopper out and uh, um, McCalter. What's his name? Sorry, Mc, whatever. Um, has put McCochin in the midfield. Like Tom Brown. Who called yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's um, put McCotchen in the midfield, and McCotchen <laughs> has what had three games of seventy percent CBAs and and scored pretty well in that that period of time. Um, so yeah, like obviously with a one oh one twenty seven last week. I mean, I, I think with this one, right, this feels like the type of move where they've just said give us a month or whatever while Hopper's out, and then he'll be phased back out of the midfield. And that's what my concern would be about picking someone like Cochin up as cover. Just don't really see this scoring kind of persisting from here. He'll go back to playing a role and they'll rest him up for finals. I think he'd have to be 230K to look his way. (laughs) And even then, I probably still wouldn't. Uh, Just no. He's just, look, he's played well the last couple of weeks. I can't deny it, but he's, what, how old? And, you know, is it going to keep up? I doubt it. And we have a lot of guys running through the midfield. Like, you know, Dusty's got back in there of late. Um, obviously, Shay, Dion, Presti is still there. Can't really play anywhere else. And then, obviously, as you said, Hopper's back soon. So, yeah, um, no. Simple answer. <laughs> it's no. Um, all right. I guess any questions far away before uh, uh, we jump off? Um, anything that we probably haven't spoken about previously would, would be ideal. Um, all right. Uh, boys, thoughts on Bombers potentially changing their logo? Do, do you like the current logo? First of all, um, don't really care, and I don't see why it needs to be changed. Come, like seriously, <laughs> like, I've I've haven't really liked it ever since the change from the old jet plane. Most of the stuff I wear is the old jet plane stuff. Like this is 
you know, one of the current ones, but it's only because you can't really see it. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm like all in favor of it being changed because I don't really like it. But I mean, I wouldn't move away from the bomber, um, like iconography or anything like that. So yeah, I'd just be going for a different type of plane. George. Oh, that can be changed. Yeah, mm. I'm not moving away from bombers because it's, you know. Yeah, bom- I mean, bombers is the name, and I still think that like bombers needs to be the logo. So I, I think the offensive stuff is just BS, right? Like Essen's basically come out and said that's not what why they're changing or investigating it. Yeah. But like the actual logo itself, I think it looks dated. So I'd rather have a different type of plane in there. Yeah, yeah, they should put like a less offensive plane in there. <laughs> this is George's favorite topic. Uh, there is too much wokeness, so I'll be fit. Like that is, yeah. Aren't Crom fans still reeling from their last logo change? So uh, maybe the wrong person asks is bringing up old wounds. <laughs> I don't care for logos. Yeah, I'm with you. To be honest, I think uh, like Mate, who was the one they that made it from bit... Fantasy Take TV branding and logo bullshit. The marketing major. I don't <laughs> care for logos. Maybe <laughs> sports. It was actually quite stressful trying to come up with something and then whip something up in Photoshop and put italics on it. <laughs> hmm, it's uh, missing something. Oh, oh, I know. Control I. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite salad dressing. Olive oil. Yeah, like not much. Uh, so low calorie, it's got to be like a balsamic or chili vinaigrette for sure. Uh, if we're going like full fat, then probably like anything creamy and mayo based, like we're talking Caesar salads and that type of stuff for sure. Oh, yeah. but there's a bowl of glazed balsamic, like a like that's really good. Yeah, my yeah. parents love that. Um, yeah, you mix yeah. balsamic with olive oil, and it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, what else yeah, we dip got? the bread in it. Yeah, bit of salt. Uh, Jacob just quickly wants final rankings for the for the elevator <laughs> rookies we spoke about before. I think Windy just because of his I just think job security and DPP. Windy might tag this week though. <sighs> yeah, but like. Neil. Season view, I think. Yeah. The rest of the year. Windy. Then after that, uh, I'd almost just be tempted to take a punt on Sheldrick if, at number two and then dead yeah. number three. But to be fair, yeah, I guess saying who's our, who's our number one. So that's really all that matters. Yeah. No one's going to two of these. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, like, I think job security wise, it, for me, it's Windy, Dev, Sheldrick. Uh, scoring wise, it's probably Sheldrick. And then the other two are tied. So I'd probably go Windhager if I had to pick one. For reference, I'm bringing Windhager in fantasy. I've already got Sheldrick. I probably would look at Dev in that format too. But once again, more trade. So you can be a little bit freer with these things. But no, Dev, I think, would be um, not the one. I'd be probably Windhager. 50 for Smudger this week, George. <laughs> Who told you to get on that? Steve didn't even make didn't even make 20. I don't even think. I've got that. no idea what this means, by the way. Yeah, I, know, JD, I feel like I feel like I'm getting Clyde Rose right now. George probably doesn't have either. <laughs> yeah, nah. very um, <laughs> non-cricket people here besides me. Um, track versus Libba. I think that's an interesting one because I think like track is very high volume scoring at times, but overall consistency, Libba might get him. But I think they're pretty close. I think they're pretty close. Uh, I mean, yeah, it depends on if you're bringing in Petrarca this week, then it's clearly Petrarca oh, for me. Yeah. From next week, then like maybe Lib is more of a pod, although I don't think Petrarca is that heavily owned, is he? No, he's not either. So he's pod enough if you're looking for that reason. Oh, he's 20. No, Petrarca is 20% of teams. So yeah, li- like Libba is the... the. Is that overall the, though? 
Uh, I mean, it is overall. I don't know what the one percent is. Like, yeah, Lib is just nine percent. So, I mean, you probably assume that tracks similar. Track is um, I, I think the uh, the one thing to point out we haven't really talked about, but like Dogs um, Defender is just absolute dead this week. So, how they restructure the team, I don't know who that affects. Like, does Daniel move back in there a little bit more? Um, then does that have an impact on the midfield mix, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? You'd think it'd be unlikely to mess with Libba, but you know, when there's a little bit of uncertainty, I'd rather just pick the one where the situation isn't changing, but the scoring's been similar, and so I'd go Petrarca in that situation. Yeah. Quick thoughts, George? I'd go track. Lippard did a hemi <laughs> or something in the last year. He did some soft tissue and missed the final. Yep, fair. Track uh, keeps himself uh, in tip-top shape. Uh, will Trainer in the Brownlow? I mean, any Will question is a bit hard to answer, but he's in the mix, so... Is a chance. Depend. I just think it comes down to how many games the Tigers win. Because I think like Paul and Collingwood are both going to win a fair amount of games, and then Butters and Dacos are going to benefit from that. So, you know, Tigers will win at least probably five or six less than those two teams. So, yeah, that'll hurt. Uh, oh boy, hold Sicily and have Atkins as your cover for the three weeks. <laughs> that no. sounds like a nightmare. No trade. Atkins still played. I think he went trade. down back later. Trade. You can get rookie scoring yeah. better trade. Hang on. Will Powers moving up the ground? Trade. <laughs> well is back. Trade. Trade. Six. Um, trade. Yeah. You, like, it's a rookie score. Trade. You're, like trade. A, a premiums yeah. putting 120, 150 points on Atkins over three weeks. Like trade. Trade, trade, trade. Trade, trade, trade. And then what's Sicily putting on... Yeah, exactly. D6 for the seven for weeks. 10 weeks. Oh, eight, whatever it is. Oh, no, not that much. Trade. Saints match. Oh, Sicily's probably getting suspended. I don't think I can handle another Sicily suspension <laughs> and JD posting on Twitter. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I, can't, I, want, I can't. My my pure joy this week has been all the people complaining about how the game of football that they once loved is gone forever and, you know, how the the essence of it has been lost to the changing rules and how soft the game's gotten. Like, man, he pinned his arm and put his head into the turf, like completely knocked him out cold and uh, what, no repercussions? It's, like, ever... it's more like what the option is he have just to let him walk past him. Like... Yeah, let him go. But there, but there were other tackles this week um, in the last couple of weeks. I think Danger was one of those examples where he had the person arm pinned, swinged him round, and then as the ball fell out, he let him go. As they're going to ground, he let him go and threw him to the ground. Like there are Such options. fast movements. It's very, it's very. I think it's very hard as a you know, fast moving game to like be so controlled in a tackle of someone coming at you at very high speed. But yeah, uh, yeah. Like, but I mean, like, so accidents happen, right? But they have to mm. punish the accident so yeah, it doesn't yeah. no, accidentally that. happen more often. Three weeks to me just just seems excessive. Like, why not? Why not just one? Like the rest, anyway. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think if the concussion wasn't as bad as it was, like that's like the worst knockout yeah. we've seen this year. If it wasn't as bad as that, then you probably might not have had it being rated severe. It would have been, you know, high, yeah. high, or even like medium if it was um, medium to low yeah. if, if he got up straight afterwards. So, like, I mean, outcomes definitely part, played a part in that. Um, okay, what are we skipping here? Um, Wilmot cover, so similar question, but just different cover. Um, Wilmotty might be all right, you know. Rich, I'm covering with probably Weddle actually. Like, I think Weddle and mm. Wilmot are pretty decent options. They could go seventy to eighty. 
you got to keep in mind some people might not actually have the traits to facilitate this sort of move and have to cover with rooks. Yeah, I don't do mind. What well, just do what you think is going to be the most enjoyable for you for the life. It depends where you're sitting, but I can see Sisa going monster when he comes back. So, I mean, I prefer Wilmot as cover to Atkins. To Atkins, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think Atkins and Wed- uh, Wilmot and Wedel are two of the better ones. Um, if Wilmot's know. got um, like what Saints, Richmond, uh, West Coast in the next three, so at least those, like those are soft matchups he could do seventy-five eighties in. Um, yeah, McRae. Like, I mean, you're not. I mean, there's no real. I know you say what on earth no, to do just with hold. him, but like, yeah, what are you doing, man? You you just hold I him. Think, once again, I think you're hoping that with that uh, defense restructure, that something happens for McRae. Although the problem is been good in good in the role, and he's finally settled in it. So Bevan no, he's be moving him around, but that that doesn't really. I mean, he played even less CBAs, but he was still like playing that like wing half forward role. He's been no, playing. no, he hasn't. He's been half forward. He they full blown put him on a wing this week. That's oh, was uh, he sulking again. It must have been because like was it was he not pushing into stoppages at all? I thought he still a, was. a little bit, but he still hangs off. He when they position, he still you know he was keeping off with, as with. a wingman. He was keeping yeah, with yeah yeah okay. My bad then. I mean yeah, that's pretty hard. I mean to what spot, are you doing? It's trading. so frustrating to watch if you just and then a McRae enjoyer. <laughs> To see him put on a wing, but whatever. You're not, you're not going down. Don't trade now. Nah. And trading him. There's no real options in forward line anyway. And just because it um, happened one week doesn't mean it's going to happen for the rest of the year. No, nah, I still think it goes around 100. Like 95 at absolute worst, but I still think it goes 100. Uh, what's the best of these? I think it's probably... Um, it's the wrong. I didn't realize it was that cheap now. Another L for me, trading in a player at 620 or whatever. Uh, probably... It has not worked out this year. Trading in players over 600K is just like, there's like one or two examples where it's worked. Almost everyone else has failed. Another lesson for next year, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've paid a 600 for anyone. I've either paid 700 for Clary or less than 580. Yeah. <laughs> if I brought in for 600. But, but like people would in Dawson and I guess like, hasn't, oh, hasn't been that good. Dawson, yeah. yeah, it hasn't been that good for whatever his like crazy price was. If you brought in... Sicily over 600, that didn't work out for you. Um, I think, like, even trading in English, like, wasn't, you know, oh, it hasn't been a disaster, good. but hasn't been that good. So, like, yeah, like, most of the 600k oh, trades like just haven't worked. Let's, like, if Shrek didn't keep up with him, he would have been clear. Yeah, 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 of course. But Shrek did. So, like, it just didn't, I mean, this is obviously Shrek, hindsight, not, but most of the 600k trades didn't, just didn't work out this year. I get, I get 130 average player in 10 times out of 10. Um, so, who's uh, the I mean, Yeah. Crouch was the other one we threw out. Um, Mitchell, obviously, he could pick from as well. I'm guessing. I doubt he's got Mitchell. Like, do you like any of those boys? For me, it's Anderson. Or no, it's got Anderson. If you get indications wrong, ankle's good. Then it's him. Uh, yep, I think I, I think I'd probably agree with that. Let's go a bit quicker. Upgrade defender now. Sinclair Ridley or wait one for Doc. Sinclair. You're only really get waiting Sinclair. for Doc there. Yeah, get Sinclair. Just get Sinclair. I think next week it's Doc of those, but Sinclair's got the injury history over Doc. Yeah. Uh, hold sis, get a rookie this week for Chincotta so that I can get Doc next week as cover. Yeah, if you can do that. And that is your D6 and 7. Yeah, no, I mean, first I... one. Doc, Doc is D6, D7 is huge. Yeah, yeah, do that. Well, he doesn't have Stewart. Dawson, cover your mids if you got That's him. That's fine. Bet it, just bet against Stewart. Yeah, okay. I'm down for that. <laughs> Although worth noting, this week um, there was like some footage on Fox about how much time Port put into Stuart. 
a fair bit. Yeah. 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 Uh, Nick Martin. Well, he, he's, got, has he, he's got swans in two weeks, so like they could reasonably try and tag him, which they've done in the past. Like, I think Stewart's got that massive Goomba run the last six weeks. He does, yeah. Oh, Theo. Yeah, yeah, I know. Theo. I mean, but <laughs> um, oh, okay, there's a bomber's nothing in it. Theo, we know. Die-hard fan of um, enduring optimism that loves loves the loves the kids. Um, yeah, I mean Nick Martin's still an like a, he's a mid in a mediocre side. So as good as sorry, he's a wing in a mediocre side. So as, as good as he's been, um, yeah, probably not a super coach relevant option from here. I don't think. Even though what he's got a five round average of 111 and is forward eligible. Yeah, I just kind of don't see the form continuing as good as it has been. Although, like, yeah, I mean, Essence just gone through that really soft patch, which is part of why the scoring's so good. So, yeah, like, probably a no for me, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's just a no, unfortunately. I'd rather have Cameron, you know, than, than, than uh, Melton this weekend. Yeah. Um, 30K one. one for you, JD, again from Seb. Oh, <laughs> easy think- yes. Josh Kelly is one of the most exciting players to own in the competition. He's been free of the shackles of Leon Cameron. And I'm not upset at all that, um, you know, his first week that he hasn't been in my team this year, he scored 164. Like, that's that's totally cool with me. So, yeah, I would jump on him, actually, over pretty much anyone next week if you could. 612K, and as we were just saying, um, trade-ins over 600K have worked flawlessly this year. So, Josh Kelly next week, great for the run home. Would definitely jump on. Yeah, I'd probably go Lib, and I'm going to, say that maybe in this answer too although this is hard i think like it's probably obviously as his last mid spot so do you get butters into your last mid spot or libba the fact that that's a question um for his last spot uh, i don't know who would you go butters or libba next week that's tough probably both to what 115 yeah i don't think the fact that butters doesn't have you know isn't a mid only matters he's still going to be no might be actually could be. Uh, You're right. Butters younger. Okay, yep. I will say I really like the dogs run home for mids. I think there's like only two games that don't look like plus matchups for me. Everything else looks great, uh, and teams haven't been tagging Libba this year, which we've seen be successful in previous years. The one thing I do wonder about with Port is whether, if this win streak continues, whether they rest people towards the end of the year. And a player like Butters, who um, has been a bit kamikaze with his play style, like, is he the type that would be a candidate for rest on the run home? Don't know. Not sure. But, yeah, I don't know. Butters is just so fun to own. Butters is so fun to own. Mm. feels like it's hard to go against him. And he's still a huge pod in the top 1%. He's only 20% owned, so... Yeah, it's um, not like yeah. it's not like yeah. Oh, I'm bringing in a player that you know people have ahead of me. They don't. Um, guess a quick couple for me. Uh, I reckon the Aussies will get up. I mean, I back them in. That's enough overs. It's there's going to be a result either way, unless more rain comes um, later on. But it's going to be hard those conditions against that attack. Uh, I think we just need one of the boys to get in either Uzi or. I mean, I expect Trav will be in soon. Because uh, Scotty would get out, but yeah, we'll see. Um, can though, um, good first test match for the for the Ashes, and then this. I think I won't. Uh, tough to say, but because uh, if he doesn't get up, it's obviously uh, track or um, merit. 
and that they're fine like you know makes a lot of sense but part of me tempts just to go butters next week and then someone like a lib of the week after but what you know i'm down a premium score this week it just doesn't really make much sense so i'll probably end up trading him yes um we'll uh, we'll probably get to that uh, as we find out teams uh what is George's soft tissue history <laughs> uh i have calf right calf issue if i run too far <laughs> Don't even know. That upsets me so much. Yeah. I'm going to the physio why, tomorrow. He speaks, he I couldn't get into the physio. Of, I, um, I'm going at 7.30 in the morning just to get needling on it. Oh, you, so you probably need to see a sports physio that will give you exercises because I'm guessing it's going to be something related up higher up your leg that's causing the imbalance. That's where I've had like yeah. calf. Calf is usually like referring from other places in my experience. Yeah, my posture is not the best. There's something biomechanically wrong, probably somewhere. Might be hips. I don't know. Well, we'll speak to him. Have a have a look. Uh, it's not like I don't like strain it. It's just tight and a bit sore, and I need like a day off of running. But it's like enough that it annoys me. Yes, I am a soft tissue fan. Yeah, but it means it comes from a place of you know experience. <laughs> it's the same anyway. About just, it just keeps happening if I do this too much. Uh, yes, anyway. Lock. yes, he does. Um, Walsh next week, interesting one. Um, I thought he played really, really well on the weekend. By far his best game this year. Um, even though it wasn't maybe his best Supercoach score, I don't yeah, don't think it was. But uh, from watching this year, I think he looked the best on the weekend. Had that patch in the second quarter where what you know, swaltzed out of the center square three times in a row, hit up three forwards and. Uh, all for goals needs to be doing more of that you know super like more higher scoring um you know things to get points for and super coach that type of stuff none of this uncontested just you know backwards handballs backwards kicking whatever i think he had 500 meters gain so i think he looks good uh the buy might help him and if you're really struggling for cash i think he's by far the best option next week you know um what do you think you guys uh, George, uh, in his way, not really. I thought well, Carlton would play like the first good game. Playing like that, if they do, then I'm more inclined, or more, you know, I'd be happier. But they can easily revert back to what they've been dishing up. And well, then Carlton haven't. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like they didn't score over sixty points for like at the gym. two months yeah, or I whatever. I don't so think yeah, they he do. was able to get they, they score, they score more. Like you think this gives uh, them some confidence, but there's. There's so many worse, yeah, so many worse mates out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he is very cheap, though. And if you are struggling, I think uh, he's Yeah, only worst. if you're struggling, I think. But uh, yeah. probably not going to go there. No, I don't think you're forced to. Uh, Can't even get afford him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, odd one, but the past five years is the best player in the AFL. Uh, that is an odd one. Five years. Without studying it too hard, I mean, I just still think Bont's the best player in the NFL, and I know that might sound like recency bias off the game he had on the weekend, but I've, well, yeah, I've said that for a while. Advice. Yeah, I've I said mean, that for a while. So, if it's not um, Bont, like it's probably got to be Oliver. Yeah, and if we're thinking maybe positional scarcity, then it's probably still Jezza, just because of what he gives you and what not many others can. 
But it's funny, like a bit of pad form from him, and people might not be saying him anymore. But it's still, he's still. It's true, the, yeah. I mean, players, yeah, um, I still think it's Bond, but I, mean, I haven't studied that last five years. In the see. past five years, like Hawkins is probably going to be up there as well, to be honest. Yeah, he's been ridiculous post thirty. But any opinion, George? We'll wrap it up soon. No, I'll go Bond. Yeah, Bond's oh. had a few Australians. Maybe we're discounting because his super coach hasn't been as good, but would Neil be in there for the past five? Yeah, I think he'd be top yeah, I think, five. I think, yeah, for sure. Or Max Gorn, maybe. That's right, another Gorn, good one. Gorn is yeah. good yeah. yeah. Uh, da, da, da. Anything else? I mean, Wines, if you can get him as M9, sure, but maybe there's better options that give you cover on two lines, I would probably say. I think his CBAs have jumped. They have, yeah. yeah. They've eaved in back in well. I mean, a lot of people are asking about like cheap midfield options, like wines next week is another one you could look at for sure. Yeah, true. Wines at nineteen percent CBAs last week and seventy four this week. Can't figure that one out either. That's very. I can't weird. remember. They had, you know, they had William Drew in tagging. I think um, did wasn't wasn't Drew giving someone attention against the dogs? Oh no, they gave Boke fifty percent. Now Boke's back to zero. I don't know why that happened. Um, that's weird. I don't know. I might think he's okay. Missed, but um, bit of PTSD for me and oh, JD, yeah. probably <laughs> mostly. But it is quite funny that all these picks are very like they're not even just irrelevant. They're like <laughs> they're on another level of irrelevancy. Like I don't even know if half these blokes are owned in draft. Like that's how irrelevant they are. Uh, who who who's top this year? Like who's Someone's been super relevant this year that will fall into the same category for next uh, year. Oh, yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, besides positional, I guess the positional stuff is an easier way of yeah. saying that they will, like forwards going in the midfield. Oh, yeah, that, that doesn't really that doesn't really count. Doesn't really so, count. Yeah, um, no. don't know. Briggs? Probably maybe Doherty falls off a bit. He already has. Like, I mean, he was bad this year for our teams, unfortunately. See, not not many jump out, which makes me say that yeah, last year was pretty, pretty out of uh, the box. Out of the box, yeah. Oh, Zebel, Zebel, Sheasel, thirty-three. Zebel's easy one, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sheasel's probably not playing defence next year. Maybe they're the ones no. you could point to. No. It's interesting, right? Something to be learned in that. But I mean, it, with with that said, like Cripps and Hewitt are both injury affected. Brody, they brought in someone else to take his opportunity. And then, I mean, Heaney, just Heaney, he's been hitting about. He's not. He's really not that far off where he was last year, to be honest. Just he hasn't yeah. had those massive hot streaks. Not because Sydney's gone backwards as a club. Yeah. Uh, is two injury trades enough? I mean... No, it's <laughs> not. Welcome to the club. Probably not, but, but, but uh, good luck. That's all I have to say. Yep. You just got to <laughs> lift and coast. As they say in F1, lift and coast. For what it's worth, I got away with two. I had three last year and only used two. I used my last one on Petrarca's deal for the last month. Lost hundred. I guess if points. it's two injury trades and your bench cover is, I don't know, like eighty four or that, and that's it, then yeah. But maybe if you have a, as we've said, one of those cover players, it's not as bad. Yeah, depends. Um, you still need a bit of luck, though. Bit of fun. I just mentioned it before, obviously, but an actual question now of. Ooh, good question. It's hard to predict. Oh, this course, is the easiest but... question I've ever been asked. 
Well, they're ben all gone. McDonald. Oh, yeah, C-Mac. <laughs> no, they've got enough midfielders. I know. He's going to be hard for yeah. Same with Dylan, Dylan Moore as well. Same boat. Bailey oh, Humphrey back on the I mean, menu. Have Could he? Warpool's not signed yet. Uh, I think it'll yeah, be Rux. Good shot. I think it'll be Rux or potentially... Like we lose Prano, yeah. we lose Dunkley, we lose Butters more than I mean, certainly. And Rosie. Walsh might have forward status. Um, Baslenka might have forward status. Gorn might have forward status. Darcy Cameron... I think those are DC. Not DC. You don't nah. think he's going to have it? So, I mean, I think yeah. it's going to be those types that, you know, we're going to be praying for. It would be fun. I think we'll get like the breakout. I don't think Ben Hobbs will get it, will he? No, no he's not good this year, but maybe like Archie Perkins. More I think someone said it a lot, lot earlier, but Luke Jackson, say if Shrek does leave the club. Oh, yeah, that's true. Know. If he's number well, one rocker, I think status. that's a good shout. That would be interesting. I'd probably go there. Shrek's manager doing overtime this <laughs> off season. Oh, um, potentially if someone like Windhager um, still has forward status, then like that's probably a, a someone that we look at. Yeah. Uh, perennial teasers: Zach Bailey and Dylan Moore. Those likes. Oh, Bailey's looks good in the actually, mids. Actually, another yeah, one. It's just um, hard. The midfield set. <laughs> now there's another one. Um, Jade Gresham who has been absolutely terrible this year. I've got no idea what's going on, but he's got a five-round average of like 40, I want to say, after being someone that was 90 last year or 95 last year. So yeah. I, I've got no idea what's going on with him, but he's going to be like 250 to 300K and someone like, so yeah, Jade Gresham, there you go. That's um, yeah, sneaky yeah. sneaky chance in our forward line. Contract. Yeah. Yeah, a few interesting runs. All right. Oh, Zach Bailey um, finally into the midfield. Do it. Cool. Anything else, boys, we might jump off. I think the cricket might be starting soon, so I want to get in front of the TV. Um, but, yeah, anything to finish with, close with, thoughts into this week? What do we think mm. we'll score, roughly? Uh, no, just, a, just a shout out to all the uh, leagues. I, mean, I think we're still uh, running rough shot on the 20-manners. We've got the 18... Eight, ten, screen, twelve as well. Oh, yeah, I'm sharing my screen, but like it wasn't wasn't planning on going to this. Thankfully, I'm on the something. So yeah, where, where are you? Oh, here we go. So I mean, this is what twelve top 13, 20 man teams. Yep. Uh, the top top two there won't read out the names for obvious reasons. Rightfully <laughs> off to jail. See you later, scrub. Um, yeah, the top twelve man, ten mans, eight man, six mans, and then. Um, I think yeah, a lot at the top of the the go to our group if you can. From, oh yeah, um, actually yeah, uh, yeah. How do I how do I do that? Uh, leagues, I think. Uh, just leagues, yeah. Yeah, I know not all of them are necessarily in there, but I um true. We true. do have a lot at the top, so yeah, yeah. Locke, Joel, Lock. Henry, yeah. Your mate Zach, let's go, let's go. Bex. Old Bex, he's uh Ready to... yeah, there's a few. Asylum seeker Bex. <laughs> I hope he's watching. Uh, Guigo's still kicking around. Unfortunately, he hasn't been able to turn that massive cash into massive points. Um, Essays, beloved member. Um, Seb, he's another one of those trolls in the lock camp. There's lots, <laughs> lots of, lots of very active Shandy, people. Yeah, Mini, Mini Monk, shout out to Mini Monk and the coaches panel. Lots of, uh, yeah, very good coaches in here. Very yeah. nice. Hopefully, someone gets the dub or just at least a few. Oh, we're going to see prize in the top 10. Few tracksuits getting flexed in uh, Discord, I think, in the off-season. That's definitely going to be happening. Yep. Uh, 
as we close, we shout out to Alex's grandma. Thanks for watching, guys. And uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. Cheers. Peace.